Hello and welcome to the ADHD Coterie Podcast, the podcast where we get down and dirty with all things ADHD. It's not always pretty, but it is always relevant, creative, and up-to-date with strategies to manage ADHD. I'm your host, Jamie Racine, founder, fellow ADHDer, and ADHD mama. Let's get started. Welcome back. <clears throat> we are moving on to my absolute most favorite part of executive functioning, and that is working memory. Why is it my favorite? I don't know. It's like, it's so complex and it has something to do with every part of our daily functioning. It's fascinating how our brains work and transfer information from one place to another. And working memory is one of those things that is um, critical to every facet of executive functioning. And kids with ADHD, this is one of the areas in which they struggle the absolute most. Okay. So working memory is comprised of two types. There is verbal and nonverbal. Um, And they're critical, like I said, to the development of executive functioning. And, you know, you're going to see it over and over again in your in your ADHD loves. Um, Working memory is what allows us to hold on to information in order to perform everyday tasks. It helps us keep track of what we're doing, organize our steps, visualize a process. Um, It's basically the short term memory that allows us to hold on to information for a moment and when the time is appropriate to let it go. And if it's really important, it makes its way into long-term memory. An example of this is reading a recipe. So say that you are reading a recipe for, I don't know, let's just say brownies from scratch. And you're looking at the recipe and you can just kind of go through it and know that you need to go to the pantry and get the cocoa powder, the sugar, the flour, the baking powder, whatever. For somebody with ADHD, it might take them three or four trips back and forth from the pantry if they don't bring the recipe with them. So say it's on their computer and they don't carry the computer with them or they just leave the piece of paper on the counter, um, they'll forget things because it doesn't stick in their in their working memory and what it's being asked what's being asked of them is to read the word visualize what that word means so reading the word sugar visualizing what sugar looks like in your brain holding on to it and walking to the pantry and remembering what you're grabbing and we all have those moments from time to time where we'll go into another room for a purpose and we're like what did i come in here for that's not ADHD in and of itself, unless it is persistent and pervasive and impacts your everyday life. It's a much more higher level of occurrence in people with ADHD. So remembering multiple items at once, forget about it. Somebody with ADHD is just not going to. So then, um, Other ways that you might see this play out at home with your kiddo is their difficulty following simple instructions. And I always go back to the, um, you know, the go upstairs, put on your shoes and brush your teeth. 
chances are really good that they're going to go upstairs. They're going to have all intentions of doing what you've asked of them, but they're not going to do it. They're going to completely forget when they walk into their room and something else takes their attention. One of the strategies I used with my my son um, was we would set the task to a rhythm. So I would say, all right, it's time to go upstairs, grab your shoes and brush your teeth. So we'd say shoes and teeth and shoes and teeth and shoes and teeth and shoes and teeth and use sort of like that rhythmic mechanism to kind of help solidify it into his short-term working memory so that he can execute it later. But he needed to use those um, other sensory modalities to be able to keep it in there. Um, The other thing is, for example, um, just regular daily routines, right? So you walk in your door, you hang up your backpack and your coat on the hook, you grab your lunchbox out of your backpack, empty it out and bring it over to the sink. Yeah, right. Does your ADHD child do that? Does any child really do that? But in particular, does your ADHD child follow those routines every day without question? No, because they don't, they're so in the moment, they're not thinking of what comes next. So without a without a cue, without a reminder, without some sort of visual aid to trigger that memory, they're not going to be able to access it when they walk in the house. Another example would be in math. Math is a big one. Um, The teacher can be giving verbal instructions. Let's just say, um, do an addition problem, add three plus four, but a kiddo with ADHD and with working memory issues may forget the numbers, may forget what the teacher asked them to do with it, and have then start daydreaming or causing trouble because they really like they lost everything like immediately because what they have to do for example if they're not doing say the teacher says um, write down three plus four and solve the problem okay so the teacher says write down three plus four let's break that down for a kid with working memory issues this is going to be a challenge because they have to hear her say three plus four then they have to visualize what the numbers look like what the plus sign looks like remember to write it down in the correct order add an equal sign and then go back and solve the problem that's a lot of steps and that's a big demand on working memory for for an adhd kiddo at the age appropriate level so working memory's job is to help people organize the information they're receiving okay and be able to categorize it in some way that they can access it and that It helps it to move on to short-term memory so they have easy access to it in the future if it's something important. Um, For kids with ADHD, this categorization is often very disjointed and it makes it um, difficult for them to sort of locate where those pieces of information are. Um, So sometimes you'll see them do things that just don't make sense and it's because their brain failed to organize information in a useful manner so being able to understand and process like word problems in math or comprehension tests at school um, those are all challenging because they're constantly digging through 
their files in their brain to find where the information is held. So you might seem, you might see them and it might seem like, did they even hear what I said? Did they even, and yes, they did. They, they did, but what they're trying to do is find where that information in their brain is stored. I kind of liken it to like a whole bunch of junk drawers in a kitchen, okay? And I mean, I'm famous for junk drawers because I have difficulty with organization. So we have, I think, I don't know, four junk drawers in our kitchen and my husband hates them and they're a nuisance and they're a stress. And it's because there's important things in some junk drawers, not important things in the same junk drawer. And there's just absolutely no, there's just absolutely no rhyme or reason to how they're filed. Well, that's very similar to the brain of a child with ADHD. So when they're thinking about it and you're wondering, did they really hear me? They did. They're just trying to find which drawer that important piece of information is stored in in their brain. So be patient about that. Um, it's not, you know, it's not that they don't. Yeah, it's just, it's just that they are looking for it. So one thing that I find super helpful is cheat sheets, checklists, visual aids, um, utilizing all sorts of ways to use all the different senses to be able to solidify the information. So um, for math, for example, I would do like um, like a cheat sheet of common terms that 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 are used that might have an ambiguous meaning. So like more than usually means to add. Um, less than usually means to subtract, like all those nuanced terms that require them to figure out what they mean before they can even begin to execute the problem. Um, checklists work really, really well. So um, if your child is struggling, let's use math again, um, how do they start to tackle a problem? So what do they do first when they see a problem, second, third, fourth, and so that they can have that visual aid to be able to then tackle the problem because they see the problem, but they have no idea where to start. They have no idea where to start. And so, especially if they are required to show their work, they might be super smart and be able to do the problem in their head, but the teacher requires them to show their work and they have no idea how to break that down and show the teacher what they did. So if you have a cheat sheet or a checklist that gives them the steps in order, how to be able to complete that, they can start to practice it and over and over again, the repetition will help them move it along into long-term memory. Um, the other challenges too are, you know, around reading and especially with like the English language where it's so, it's just so finicky. I mean, how many forms of there are they and why are they all spelled differently and all these words that look the same but sound different and all that stuff. And so for a kid with ADHD, they have to be able to hold on. They have to be able to hold on to the text that they're reading in their brain to understand where those challenging words come into play and which version of that challenging word they are to use in context, right? So um, Minnie Mouse wore a bow, okay, B-O-W. But the next sentence or, or a different version could be Mickey Mouse takes a bow right so they have to understand the context of takes a bow okay so 
then they're, you know, if it's an illustrated reading, they have to also like be able to refer back to the picture, but know that they can look at the picture for cues. I mean, there's so many different things that they have to hold onto to be able to figure out and dissect what's being asked of them in the written context. And so that's why reading and language can be can be difficult as well. But there are lots of ways to help strengthen this 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 skill. And like I said before, visuals are a must have putting things to to a rhythm. Um, let's just say, for example, your kiddo is learning their multiplication tables. Here's a great way to do it. Okay, you ready? Get a little indoor trampoline. Okay, with the handle or whatever have them jump on it and sing their multiplication problems to a tune. Let's just say, row, row, row your boat. Okay. So you could do something like one plus one is one, two plus two is four, three times three is six, and four times four is eight, something like that. While they're jumping, hearing the song, hearing the rhythm, it helps them to kind of use those multiple senses to solidify the information. One thing that you can see with kids with ADHD is that they want to be up and moving around and the teachers get all stressed out because Johnny isn't listening, Johnny isn't paying attention. But if they're moving around and not making direct eye contact, they're actually getting more information in than if they're trying to sit still and focus on exactly what the teacher is saying because they're less likely to be daydreaming, thinking of something else. So that's a huge one. Um, the next one that's very fascinating too is um, uh, you could do the same thing with like spelling words and those sorts of things. Um, set alarms um, and write down what each alarm means. So if you have a specific alarm that goes off at a specific time, make sure there's a note somewhere that says, okay, the alarm that goes off at 1 p.m. means it's time for blah, blah, blah. The alarm that goes off at 3 p.m. means it's time to shut off the TV and start your homework, whatever it is for your family. The alarm at 6.30 p.m. means it's time to take your shower and get ready for bed. Um, and depending on what's appropriate for your child um, and their age and what your family needs, over time, again, you're gonna hear me say this a million times, those things will begin to solidify. Okay. Um, you can play different games. Memory is a good game. Um, use photo examples of what's expected. So if you're telling your child to go clean their room and it looks like a tornado hit, they're not going to be able to do it without a lot of help. And then you're going to turn into a power struggle because they're not doing what they asked. And then they get punished because they made a mess and didn't listen and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, is while they've seen it clean, they don't know how to break down the task to do what's next, okay? So some strategies for that is to take a picture of the room when it's clean and what do you want it to look like? Put it in, I don't know, a folder or something, take it out when it's time for them to clean their room. Take a picture of each section of the room, okay? And what each section of the room looks like when it's clean, okay? And then for each section, write yourself a checklist, okay? So over by your books, okay? Pick the books up off the floor. And it depends on how detailed you wanna get. Pick the books up off the floor. Put the hardcover books on this pile, put the soft cover books in this pile. The hardcover books, stack them on the bottom shelf. The soft cover books, 
stack them on the middle shelf, whatever it is and however you want it. But if they're able to break it down and see how that happens, and you can do this in a in a picture visual for younger kids too, so that they can they can visually see what's expected and they know what steps to take from the beginning to the end. It's a lot of work at the front for your for you guys as parents and caregivers, but at the end of the day, it is well worth the effort. And again, over time, you'll start to see improvement and start to see that solidify into their brains so that it then can become an expectation. But while you're building that skill, make sure you're praising, 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 and use whatever currency is going to work for them in the moment, which is going to change daily because they lose interest, right? They just do. So accept that, know that that's the fact, and get creative with your currency. Um, and, And I can give a lot of suggestions, but every kid is different and their currency is different. But praise and encouragement and 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 um, life-giving words are certainly always a win. Okay, but remember, they're not going to be perfect. It's going to take a lot of work. And when they aren't doing what you ask, it's not that they're being defiant. It's that they're feeling like they can't do something. It's that they're losing their confidence in themselves and their abilities. So it's your job to help rein them in, build them up and get them started again. But you can do it. I know you can. And it's going to be worth it at the end of the day. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more, please check out my website at www.embracetheextra.com. You can also find me on Instagram at embracetheextra. Don't hesitate to reach out if you're in need or you need guidance with ADHD. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.